All music in this podcast has been composed courtesy of the great and powerful Ozzed, O-Z-Z-E-D dot net. Well, that's not what they're going to pay you for. Of course not. Of course not. And the hook was about as interesting as an unabridged copy of Moby Dick. I want to give a uh, give a quick warning to Chris that we're going to have some words. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. This is our seventh episode. I am Al. Hey. <laughs> I'm Travis, and I'm Kyle. And we hope you all had a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, for our U.S. listeners, I think that's the only listeners we have right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, hope you guys had a great time with your families and, um, you know, enjoyed yourselves. Um, yeah. How, how was uh, how was everybody's holiday? What did you guys do? Go for it, Travis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good. Um, we uh, had a good time with the family. Uh, this was actually our first time hosting, mm. so it was. Uh, it's been a whirlwind of a month just because our house wasn't finished being uh, reconstructed until last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, we finally got that finished up, and then right away, as soon as that was done, we got into um, planning mode for Thanksgiving and all that stuff. So. But uh, it was really good. We had some of my family over and uh, had a good time. Got to see some people I haven't seen in a while. So that's awesome. Very happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of nice too. Like you just clean up after everybody goes, and then you don't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, it is yeah, so we, nice. We used paper plates, so we didn't really have much, Even that much to clean up. With. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, brother. You saw that on Saturday. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh. That's great. Um, how about you, Kyle? How was your Thanksgiving? It was it was nice. We went to my parents' house. Um, we alternate either hosting one year and then the next year we go to my parents. But uh, yeah, it was it was nice. You know, got to spend some time with family, drink a few beers, hang out, and uh, just watch the kids run around with their cousins. And uh, it was nice. Ate way too much, <laughs> as always. But uh, I think that's to be expected. And uh, I don't know, man. It was nice. It was just nice to be off work and spend time with family. Tell me about it. Uh, my Thanksgiving was really good. Um, my daughter's birthday usually falls around that holiday, and uh, so her birthday was over the Thanksgiving break. Uh, she turned four, and um, it just—it's made for a really fun holiday season so far because they're both at a really good age right now to where like they're starting to get it. So it's made it a lot of fun. Um, my my wife obviously just anyone that's had her cooking knows like she just an amazing cook so it was like great food and like brine turkey and you know just oh, couldn't go wrong man it was great and uh yeah it was just a good good time with the family uh, we had you know we had Paige's birthday party 
and uh, Travis made an appearance. Yay. It was, like, it was, it was fun. <laughs> it was great. It was the first time we'd actually hung out in person in almost two years, you know, just with the new jobs and, uh, you know, just life in general. We haven't haven't really had a chance to hang out. Same thing with Kyle. I haven't seen Kyle in about the span, same span yes. of time. Since you left us. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but no, it was good to see you, and, and it's cool. Like, our kids really had a blast with his kids, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, I think, I think at some point, the three of us, all th- the three couples, we need to get together and bring the kids and just let them run around and have a good time. Oh, I'm all about that. That would be a lot of fun. We'll just run out of padded gym. <laughs> Probably in the summer, you guys can come over and use the pool. I didn't know you had a pool. Yeah, I have a pool. I'll be damned. It's in the ground. All right, party at Travis's. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the ground? Yes, it's in the ground. Oh, right on. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's an in-ground pool, as they call them. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Does it have a diving board? Uh, No. Oh. It's it's got uh, a sidewalk around it. Oh, well, redeemed. We'll be there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Something I can trip on on my way to, to a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, but uh, that's that's it. Was awesome. It was a good good weekend. And I don't know about you guys, but I fell victim to some pre Black Friday and Black Friday sales. I guess that could bring us into games and stuff. But um I I made out pretty good with the uh Xbox um uh Black Friday deals. Yeah, the one nice. S the one S for one eighty nine I thought was pretty uh that was a good price I thought. It was and I you know, it's tempting. Like it's one of those even when my bonus comes through, like I was thinking about, you know, what would I get, you know, if I wanted to get something like that. And I'm still leaning on the switch. Because, mm-hmm. like, to even be able to enjoy the features of the Xbox One S, you need to have a 4K TV, which I don't. And the game also has to support it, and very few do right now. Yeah. So, it's to me, it's not even really worth it. Well, if you already have an Xbox, I don't think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Even with the, the X, or whatever it is, Scorpio, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's it's worth it to really upgrade to that. But if you don't have one... Yeah. Like, I don't have one, and so I was looking at just getting the regular Xbox One just because of price, but with it coming out at 189 I'm like, well, I could probably spring for the S. Yeah, well, that's fair. It's only a little bit more money and, you know, at that price point since I don't have that yet, but I don't I don't think upgrading systems is a good idea. But no, I hate it. <laughs> but I, I'm definitely leaning on, on a Switch just because there's so much stuff coming out for it that I'm, I'm – just so jazzed about like I love Fire Emblem and uh that that uh whatever traveler I will never remember the name of that Octopath. Octopath. Yes. <laughs> I well my brother in law came up and brought his switch over the holiday and I actually played the demo finally. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, like, I thought it was really good too. Oh that game is gonna be fun. But uh but yeah, I mean I got uh, Assassin's Creed Origins and came with the Season Pass, a Witcher uh, Season Pass, and then GTA Five, And it was like 30 bucks total. 
Nice. Yeah, between all the key codes I found and everything. So, but uh, yeah. So they're all digital versions. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. I I pretty much I'm all digital nowadays. Just with kids and everything, having the physical copy will it it just inevitably gets lost. Usually by my own forgetfulness. So. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with the physical Switch games. And you ever see the size of those? (laughs) <laughs> Good luck with the physical switch. I still can't find my damn 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> but that aside, <laughs> now how, how about you guys? Any uh, playing anything new? Um, I'm still doing Doom on the Switch. Uh, that's my main number one right now. Um, but I did set up my my gaming area since we got a new TV. I could <sighs> shuffle this TV to the gaming area, and I set it up in. Um, kids I and I were playing. Picture. It's a little overwhelming. It's pretty sweet. I'm like, I'm like, I've always wanted to do this where I could set up almost all of my systems, and I'm like, um, now I don't know what to play. <laughs> so, yeah. so I like the kids kind of pick, and they picked Lion King, um, on the Sega, uh, which was cool. And um, I played some Jack and Daxter on the PS2. Nice. Nice. Which is fun. Um, I might take some of these consoles back down, like, uh, and just emulate, like, the Genesis with the Sega CD and the 32X. It's just a monster. <laughs> yeah, say, that probably would take up the entire shelf. <laughs> so I might just leave the Genesis and emulate 32X, just because it's like I have, you know, I have, I have most of the games anyway. So yeah. <laughs> um, but I had some good pickups. Uh, the guy was having a sale on a Facebook page, and I got to pick up Metroid, Bionic Commando, and River City Ransom for like forty bucks. Nice. Very nice. It's Which I don't. I didn't think so either. He gave me a pretty good deal. He was originally asking sixty. He came down to forty shipped. So <clears throat> I'm excited to get those in and play the physical copies. Yeah. Oh, those are classics, so, man. Yeah. River, River City good. Ransom, one of our old short plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll be happy to play the physical copy of that again. And I do remember I beat Bionic Commando at one point in time. Yes, I did. I ne- you know as as I know that game gets a lot of praise. I have never played it. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of mm-hmm. how... I don't even know how to describe it. But it, it kind of has a feel similar to Metal Gear with, like... Not the... Well, not exactly. Because it's more of a platformer, an action platformer. But, like, getting the access and, you know, raiding bases. And it, it's... It's pretty pretty in-depth for what it was. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it is a lot of fun. It's actually aged pretty well, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's still fun to play. Yeah, I played it not too long ago. Well, probably a year or so ago now. Um, and it's still fun. I mean, that's still a, a really cool mechanic, the whole swing arm thing and, mm-hmm. you know. Didn't a, they make an updated version of it recently? Yeah. Yeah, on the Xbox. That's what it was, yeah. I never played uh, I it, I recommend though. not playing it. I've heard <laughs> bad things about it. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, let me surprise. play this one first, then I'll make that decision. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Actually, maybe I should play that one first. Uh, yeah. Maybe you should maybe. just not play that one. <laughs> maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just heed your advice. <laughs> Travis, could this be your kid chameleon? No, definitely not. <laughs> I have many chameleons, but uh, that's not that's not one of them. <laughs> I just, uh, it's just one that I stay away from. Fair enough, man. No, I've, I've really never heard much good about it, so. <laughs> I like the Lion King on the Sega, too. I played the hell out of that when that when that came out. I remember running that one a lot. 
Yeah, it's good. I think the the voices, the minimal voices that are in it are good. I think the music's good, and um, it's pretty tough though. The kids are having a really hard time with the uh, Hakuna Matata stage. That's a tough one. That's probably one it of the is. toughest stages. I I think with that game, the the artwork always really like the graphics and just the back the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just beautiful for a second game, and the music was great. Because you know they got all the licensed Lion King music, so. Disney always paid more attention to the Genesis. Yes, they did. Yeah. Aladdin is still one of the best games on the oh. Genesis, in my opinion. It's such a fantastic game. Yeah, no arguments on that one. They did it. That's an excellent job on that game. A really good port. Yeah. Well, not even a port. It's just a really, really good game. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. So. No, I'm sorry. You're all right, you're right there? <laughs> I had a bit of a hiccup there. <laughs> <laughs> So what about you, Travis? What you been playing? Um, I've I've still been playing pretty much the same stuff. Um, I'm I'm pretty heavily addicted to uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, I've got maybe 15 hours logged at this point, I think. Um, and it is it's just it gets better. It just gets better. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun. The story is really really good, and uh, just everything that happens in the game really kind of keeps you on your toes as far as the story goes so yeah i'm enjoying it it's my favorite long play so far good i'm I'm gonna be starting it over soon because my physical copy just recently came in oh yes i saw that i was very happy to see that that's good um i've also been playing a lot of uh paladins still um i'm trying my hardest to get out of silver but uh it's not going very well because i can't carry as a support I know I've got to I got to start teaming up with you, man. Yeah, agreed. Like I've wanted to play the past three nights, and it's just been rough. Like with the kids, just not sleeping. Mm-hmm. I know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else. Um, I uh, I am trading. I'm currently in the trade process for a copy of uh, Jack and Daxter: The Lost Legacy. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, which will actually complete my Jack and Daxter collection for PS2. Also good games. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, today I finally won uh, an eBay auction for a copy of uh, Shin Megami Tensei Digital uh, – I'm sorry, uh, Devil Summoner 2. Uh, digital, I forget the guy's name. Wait, isn't it Digital Devil 2? No, no. There's Digital Devil Saga, which is one series of games, and then there's Devil Summoner, which is a different series of games. Huh. There's a whole thing with that series. like – Yep. There's so many games to it. Like, well, and that's the thing. Like, there's so many games to it. I'm so blown away that I never, like, I never heard of it. And I was so into RPGs growing up. And, like, until we played this long play, like, I was like, isn't that just Persona? Nope. No, it's like this whole different series I didn't know about. Yeah, I think they're, on the PS2, there's, there's four series of it. There's, uh, Persona, there's, uh, the actual Shimagami Tensei, mm-hmm. uh, series, which is just Nocturne on PS2. Um, and oh. then um, Digital Devil Saga and Devil Summoner. Okay. Well, gonna... I think Devil Summoner is more of a an action RPG. I'm gonna work my way through the uh, through the series though, man. I'm See, there's a there's a couple for 3DS <clears throat> also, right? Yes. Um, now, are those Apocalypse? I believe, which is the fourth in the Shin Megami, Ten- Shin Megami Tensei uh, main series, is mm-hmm. for 3DS, I believe. Huh. So, are any of those? And this is. I was a dummy, and I always thought that all the Shin Megami Tensus were like uh, strategy RPGs, kind of like a Shining Force type of setup. Nope. 
they're all pretty much JRPG with the exception of the one you said was an action RPG. Um, yes, mostly. I believe. Um, okay. I haven't played anything outside of the ones on PS2, so I could be I could be very wrong. Okay, but for the most part, they're JRPGs. Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Huh. So, See, I never knew that. And that's why I never really picked them up because I'm not. I don't really like the strategic, you know, RPG types where you can only move certain blocks. And I'm not usually into that, so that's what I thought they were. So I was really surprised when I started playing this. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't wait to talk about this one, man. Um, there is uh, Devil Survivor, okay. which is a uh, DS 3DS title that is a um, that is an SRPG. But I think that might be the only ones. That might be the one that I that that made me think they were all that way. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, there's there's just so many SMT titles out there that you really just have to dig into them to see uh, yeah. which ones you're actually going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, well, and like I said, when we get that far, just based on Nocturne, like I'm I'm ready to just start grabbing them all. <laughs> yeah, they're they're good. So is that the quote unquote new game that you bought? Uh, no. The, well, yeah, that's the that's the quote unquote new game. Uh. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, uh, Devil Summoner, I guess Devil Summoner Two. Very cool. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and besides that, um, I think that's it. That's that's pretty much uh, my gaming. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Very good games. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing I didn't mention during my whole thing, I, I've been playing a lot of aside from Paladins when I play that. But I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins, thanks to uh, damn you, Chris Headshot, over at the Everyday Gamers. Man, like he he uh, mentioned it in their one episode, and I started talking to him on Twitter about it. You know, as he was playing more of it, I'm like, you know, how is it? What do you think? And within like a short conversation, I was like, all right, I'm getting this game. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's my favorite Assassin's Creed so far. And the game is just massive. There's like so much you can, so much you can explore, so much you can do. The quests are a lot of fun. The story is good so far. Um, to me, it's more like a situational game that makes it so cool. Like, like right now, I'm I'm working for Cleopatra. Like, it's just cool in that regard. Like the historical figures that are making appearances in this and. Um, the things that you're kind of involved with, and uh, I will say, climbing the pyramid at Giza was freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Like the attention to detail that they put into this game is really, really wild. Like, um, like the pyramids still have the, the kind of like casing stone over it through most of the thing, except like at the bottom, you can see they've started taking like pieces of it off for construction. And, um, but, you know, all the way at the top, it still has that solid gold capstone. Just, uh, just really wicked cool. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying that so far. So, yeah, I did want to mention that. I've been playing that for about, uh, two weeks. And I would definitely say it's, it's worth the grab. It's, it's really worth the grab right now. It's a good game. One of these days. Yeah, add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> but uh, 
I guess, is that all you guys, you know, as far as games you've been playing and stuff? I know I kind of forgot. Pretty much. I jumped in on World of Warcraft for a little bit again, just to no. free to play. No. Yeah, I know. Getting sucked back in, but um, <laughs> Liam, Liam liked watching it. Um, I created yeah, sure. A... Blame it on the kids. I created... Yeah. You're going to have them in... Well, no, gonna... I like it too, but... You're going to have them in crates before you know it. Hold on, daddy's raiding. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he, he, like, he thought it was pretty interesting. I was walking around as a night elf, and he thought the whole, like, landscape was awesome. Oh, that's cool. But, uh... Yeah. Just diving in and out of that, nothing too serious. <laughs> I haven't played that game in years. Years upon years now. Still fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was fun when I did play it. I think the last time I played it was when the, uh, what was it, Cataclysm with the dragon that, like, blew everything up? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was the last time I played. <laughs> Jinx. I, pl- I, played <laughs> um, I played it up until uh, just before Legion came out. Um, but I couldn't justify dropping another forty bucks Mm-mm. on the expansion to then you know, just keep paying fifteen bucks a month for it. That's what's so, killing them, I think. But they're still making tons of money, so they're not gonna stop. Yep. Still I've a great heard, game. Still I've heard it, great things about Legion. So same. I just uh, I'm with Travis. I can't see spending money on the game and fifteen a month. Yeah. Right. So you know what? I'll play to level twenty and then probably go away for another two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, too bad. I don't know. It's, I just don't even have the time for them anymore. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, I used to love MMOs. Like, Lotro was still one of my favorite games, and I'll still poke my head in there and, like, pay my house bill and tend to my, my little hobbit farm and run around the Shire. And I usually <laughs> pop my head in for, like, they do a bunch of seasonal events. Like, they have the Summer Harvest Festival and uh, the Yule Festival, which should be going on about now, is is always, always a blast. You go to like this town hall winter hold and there's like Christmas related quests and there's like a play that you put on. They put on a play about the Mad Baggins and his disappearing act. Like, this is such a well done game. I haven't played it in so long though. But yeah, that's like my last MMO. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's the games we're playing and. Man, it's uh, eating up most of my time between the save point and everything else. I'm just playing when I'm ready to pass out. But uh, that will bring us to our favorite section and well-crafted fade-outs for Retro News. News, news, news. Worst intro ever. It just never gets old. It's too fun to do. We have a couple items for retro news this week, or news that we care about. And um, Kyle, I'll let you start because you brought this one up. Yeah, it's about GameStop rental program. Um, not sure. Have you guys heard of it? Yes. Um, no. Okay. So what? And correct. I, I think I got this right. So what they're planning on doing was sixty bucks for six months. You can come in and pick out any used game you want to take it home and play it. Keep it as long as you want. Return it. Get another used game. Yeah. Whatever you want, and then after the six after the six months, you get to keep the game that you that you want to keep. Okay. And then it's yours. So, I like the rental aspect of this. I think that's kind of a cool idea. Um, that's about it. <clears throat> Problem is, you know, I don't know if you guys frequent GameStop, um, but when you go in, it's not like they have aisles and aisles of games, and sometimes they're not going like to have a used game that you want, right? So a lot of them, it seems to be more like a um, hot topics with a couple games in it, 
anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's a and, great, great analogy, actually. <laughs> and you go in there, it's like, okay, are you going to have the game that I want? Um, what if you don't? Are you guys going to inspect the discs when they come back to make sure they're clean? Like, cause you know, they're going to oh, be damaged. Man. And now you're paying 60 bucks to keep one used game. Uh, that's probably in, at, at best 30. You know, if they even have the top selling game at the time that you want to use, so I don't know. It just well, that's like not it. what they're going to pay you for it. Of course, <laughs> not. of course not. So you know, they'd, they'd be making money. It just seems like a bad idea. But uh, thankfully, um, I hadn't really thought of that. Like that whole aspect with the damaged discs and stuff. Oh well, look at look into how their whole uh, retro game has gone. The, the how they sell retro games again online. Oh no. And people have been getting a lot of bootleg copies of expensive games. Yep. Really? Yeah. Especially games. card-based games. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, and they're not Earthbound. Like... Earthbound is one, is one. I think there was a DuckTales 2 that actually had a, uh, Astronix or whatever that Nintendo game is. Um, oh, Astyanax? Yeah. Or something like that. It was some, some ridiculous card was in there and it was, it was just, that wasn't even the same card. Wow. So mm-hmm. like, it's... It's a problem because GameStop doesn't test anything. They oh, take no. it in and they ship it out. So, yeah, yeah, like how are they? That that blows my mind. Like they're not even they, checking it. Nope, nope, they don't inspect labels or anything. I mean, there's been bootleg copies of games that have gone into their system and shipped out to someone else. Wow. I mean, granted, their return policy is pretty solid. So it if is. you do get a bootleg copy, they have no qualms about taking it back. Mm-hmm. But they're just like handing out money to people who are trading in bootleg stuff. Or just like ripped ROM chips, really? Yep. Yeah. Well, that would be bootlegged. Stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're not they're not testing anything. They're just they're taking it and shipping it right back out. And I bet you that would be the same problem with this rental program. Oh yeah. Just turn around and oh, we'll take it. They're trying to compete with GameFly, and you just can't. Like I don't even know if GameFly still exists. So full disclosure, but the last time I was renting games, <laughs> you know, it was through GameFly, and I thought they had a fantastic model. Yeah, they're still around. Yeah, they are. You know, at least for the time that I was, you know, going through them, I had minimal wait times, and, like, I never really got anything damaged. I mean, there were some that had some usage to it, but it was never to the point where I was having problems. And then it was, like, something along the lines of, like, like 15 bucks, and you could keep the game. So. Yeah. It was, how much is how much is Gamefly? Do you guys know? It was, like, uh, like twelve ninety nine a month. Yeah, last I knew it was probably, I think it was like 13 bucks a month. Yeah. Jeez. And you, but you could get like, was it two or three games out at once? Oh snap, apparently you can actually still rent PS2 games from them. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. For real? I might actually, I might actually do this. <laughs> I, and honestly man, like I've never had trouble with their stuff. And then if you choose to keep it, they'll actually send you, uh, well, hmm, the older stuff you might actually get like, uh, well, no. No, I always got their genuine covers when I bought from them. Pretty sure yeah, genuine covers and cases, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know how it works now with, like, season passes and all that shit. But, you know, all things considered, if you're just playing a game to play a game and, um, you know, you're not too concerned about getting its expansions and you want to try it out, you can't beat Gamefly, man. At least when I was using them, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they'll sponsor us, and I can actually do that and get paid for it. <laughs> no, I take, I do that. Jeez. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> but uh, well, that's 
it's interesting that GameStop's trying, but uh, it's like you said, it's like a hot topic. There's, I mean, I remember the where they're at in our mall now. It used to be an electronics boutique, and I remember going in there, and that was like a mecca for PC games. They had like shelves upon shelves upon shelves, and then you had like the bargain shelf, and then you had the bargain box. Like it was just. Man, that that brought back some good memories. But the last time I was in a GameStop, it was like this has become like niche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm honestly thanks to uh really thanks to the way uh, Microsoft has done the the Xbox marketplace and the digital marketplace. I, I haven't really gone in to buy a game from a store since like like four years ago when my wife and I started dating. Or five years ago, we stopped in a GameStop, but I haven't actually gone in to buy a game in years. I bought bought a couple of things from GameStop, but it's only because I had a gift card from like Christmas two years ago. Sure. Mm -hmm. I do just because of the convenience. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's no, you actually just brought up a good good point there, Kyle. I think the last thing I did buy from there was uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain because they were the only one that had it right by where. Or my old job, his current job is. Mm. But uh, yeah. So they canceled it already, huh? Did it even so, last? Did it even last six months? No, it never even got started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they got too much flack right off the bat, and I guess they just realized it's a stupid idea. So yeah, right before it started, it stopped. That's I well. I honestly don't think it's that bad of an idea. I just don't think that. People can be trusted to participate in the proper way. I think it's not a terrible idea. GameStop has a bad track record with taking games back in and pushing them right back out without testing them to make sure they work. And I think the $60 price point to keep the game is a little high. I can see see making you pay a little bit more for it because you just rented a game for six months and probably multiple games to see which one you want to keep. But $60 – a new game if you said maybe like 40 yeah Yeah. i could see or or base the one you want to keep on going right at that time and and just i don't know i just i thought 60 was kind of high i think yeah it it is it would have been appealing to me you know a if they were bigger and actually had you know games on hand and b like if it was you know back in my early 20s and i didn't have kids or a family and i could literally run a game play it for three days beat it Go get another one, play it for a few days, beat it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a. I think that's what they were trying to curb, though. So, like people who buy a game, and plus they were trying to get people back in the stores. But uh, people would buy a used game, beat it, and within seven days you can return it. Yeah. So people who have nothing to do and just want to play games all day can sit there and do that, and they they only really ever pay for one game. Right. Yeah, makes sense. I can hear you breathing. <laughs> Is that me? That's not me. I don't. I don't know. I don't know which one of y'all it is, but I can hear you breathing. Hold my Alan breathing. I'm gonna, I'm I gonna just, hold my breath. I just uh, put my mic down. Can you hear me a little bit better? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah, my my dumb nose. <laughs> uh, apologize to the listeners. Um, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we have that one listener that's like, "Oh my god, breathing." Yes. <laughs> Who the hell is it's that? Possible. Who's that bull-sounding asshole in the background? Sounds like he's ready to just charge. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, I guess more more news stuff. Um, not necessarily retro news, but it's kind of hard not to talk about at this point. Um, for anybody that's been kind of following in the past two weeks, there's been two kind of huge developments in the microtransaction fiasco, if you want to call it that. But um, so we have two games that kind of hit the highlight of this whole thing in the past couple weeks. One of which is uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 by mm. EA, and then uh, Bungie's Destiny 2. And this is actually a recent development, from what I understand, probably within the past couple of days, mm-hmm. when it comes to Destiny. But um, for anyone that is hiding under a rock and doesn't know <coughs> what's going on, um, with Battlefront 2, and, and I'll definitely give the disclosure here that I I don't own it, I, I really wanted to buy it, but just kind of all the stuff I was hearing about the microtransactions really turned me off. And then the way this kind of went down is kind of further cemented that decision. But um, so the way I understood it was that, you know, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of characters, a lot of um, things that were locked behind the paywall in the sense that you could eventually unlock stuff through gameplay. But, I mean, the one I've heard the most examples of was Darth Vader, and it would have taken something like 40 hours of gameplay or X amount of money that, and I I think it was like 30 bucks or something along those lines, where you could just unlock them right away. And when you're paying $60 for a game already, I just thought that was insane. Um, Yeah. But from, you know, then there was, I guess, recently they decided to get rid of the microtransactions. Because uh, a lot of people were also complaining about the simple fact that um, you could basically pay to win. You could unlock, you know, more powerful stuff, or you could, you know, have more powerful characters that people didn't have access to yet. And uh, it just got a lot of bad press. So they basically did away with most of that, and they made, I guess, the the unlockables for you know gameplay rather than money a bit more achievable. And, um, but yeah, I mean, all things considered, it's still some pretty bad press for that game. And then you hear about, uh, Destiny 2, and I kind of diverge here, and I'll kind of go into where I'm on both of these, but, um, basically, the community of gamers during, like, the first major community event, you know, where a lot of people were playing and teamed up together and, uh, you know, going towards a a mission or whatever, you know, a goal, started to notice that, like, you know, they could do the repeatable stuff, and it would say that you're getting 5,000 experience points. And the first time it happened, they saw, you know, their bar go up a a pretty decent amount. Then they did a repeat, and the game says, oh, you got 5,000 experience points. And the bar went up a noticeably smaller amount. And people started talking about it. Then there was, like, a site that actually, like, did, like, full-scale analysis on it. Um, and it turned out that they had a system in place to shave your experience gain uh, if you were doing repeatable stuff. And, okay, so what's the big deal there? Well, in Destiny 2, once you hit the, the max level of 20 at this point, the 20 level cap, you can keep leveling up and you get their form of... uh in-game currency that'll allow you to buy like cool cosmetic stuff, but that's basically what it's for at that point, is you're getting 
cosmetic, you know, look and feel kind of things. And, um, and I guess they were trying to slow that down for whatever reason, I guess, I don't know, to encourage people to buy. I don't want to be that cynical, but, um, so yeah, you kind of have the situation where it's pay to win in Battlefront and then pay to look cool. And, you know, I've never really had a problem with microtransactions in actual games. I'm not even talking about the mobile market. That's a totally different thing. But when we're, or free to play, like free to play market is totally different. But I'm talking about games you pay 60 bucks for and then they have microtransactions. So, my thought is, you know, if you've paid 60 bucks and you want to pay to have a Hello Kitty blaster for your Stormtrooper, okay, whatever. I, I still have the same blaster as you, and I'll kill you with it. It just, I won't have little hearts on mine or whatever. I don't care. I'm fine with the, the cosmetic aspect of it, and there's people that love to do that, so that's great. But the pay-to-win thing... The pay to enjoy, uh, I would even say, I, I have a huge, huge problem with that. Um, again, mainly in a market where we've already paid the price of admission of you know, sixty bucks for a game, I just don't see how you can justify doing stuff like that. To where, like, and and I'll even give them a little thread in that, as long as I can reasonably unlock the same stuff playing over time and I have a chance to do that that I don't have to play 50 years to do it okay I don't like it but at least I'm able to do it but when you just have people that can you know drop $200 have the best equipment and then dominate you know all the the online competition in it that just that kills it for me that's no longer a skill thing it's bullshit so yeah what do you guys think (laughs) Uh, the Destiny thing doesn't really – I don't really care about. Um, right. Not that I don't care. I can see how people would be frustrated. Sure. But you know what? It's, it's cosmetic. So – and I don't understand. Like if it's just cosmetic stuff, why make it so you get less experience if you do something over and over again? I mean that's what happens, that's what happens in MMOs. I mean it's – you run things over and over for gear. Uh, yeah. So kind of I don't understand. Point. It just doesn't make any sense why to do it, especially if it's only cosmetics. Uh, why because they, dimin- diminishing returns is 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 stupid. Yeah, right, why. right. It is stupid. I agree, and I just I don't. But it doesn't like. I think what EA Battlefront was doing was worse. You oh, know, like you get a whole yeah. new character. <laughs> it's. I think that's dumb. I that's that's all I really have to say about it. It's really stupid and shame on EA. And I, I and I'd like to see. I know they 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 reel back a little. I'd like to see if they keep it that way. And they're not, they're not gonna. But I will tell you, everywhere I went, there was only one or zero copies left in the store when I went out this weekend. That's because people people will just continue to buy it. They, they'll yep. complain about it, but they have no willpower to to not play it. So, yeah. and and I can I can understand that too. Again, like if it was any other franchise, I'd be like, "What the hell is wrong with you people?" But like, it's Star Wars. Everybody wants to play Star Wars, and who do they want to play as? Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Yoda. And EA knows that, and they're exploiting it. Like, that's what pisses me off. Like, we should be able... Again, if it's 15 hours to unlock them, like, if I have to play for 15 hours doing other stuff, you know, playing the game and enjoying it, all right, that's reasonable. But I think it was, like... I think it was, like, 40 hours before they took the cap down. 
that's that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's trying to force people to buy shit. Oh, absolutely. Um, I did find an article that uh, links to um, the an um, a forum post on uh, uh, SwotorStrategies.com mm-hmm. that uh, gives a detailed breakdown, saying that it would take uh, prior to them knocking down these things. Um, that it would take 4,500 hours of gameplay or $2,100 to unlock all the content in Battlefront 2. That is ridiculous. Yes, it is. Like, yeah, that's insane. It's funny. They're, I was they're on charging Facebook. you $60 for shareware at that point. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was on Facebook reading, uh, you know, because they always show the promos for it. And uh, I was reading some of the comments just to be interested in what people were saying. And it was amazing how people were like, what? I played this game four hours and I already got everything. Wait. No, Somebody's full of, someone's full of crap. Yeah, someone's, yeah. someone's lying. <laughs> no one would get this angry about it if it only took four hours. No, yeah, definitely no. not. I mean, I'm sure somebody would still get angry, but not everybody. I mean, everybody right, seems no, pissed there's, off. There's some it. serious anger here. Yeah. And, the, and like, I, I was, I'm, like you, I'm kind of interested to see what other people are saying. And I was listening to another gaming podcast earlier this week, and one of the hosts on the cast had said, you know, well, it's like real life. You know, if you have the money, you could pay to win and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I couldn't disagree more. Like in any other forum, sure, that flies. But this is video games. Like, again, we – it's that used to be if you don't have the $60 to pay for a game, you don't get to play it. Okay. Again, that is life. But you've paid that 60 bucks. You should be able to play that game and everything that it offers without knowing that the only real way for you to enjoy it is to pay more. Like, yeah, it's just garbage. Like you, you can't find another way to make money. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Like, yeah, just, just, DLC, <laughs> but well, make your DLC actual expansions. Don't just make it. Well, sure. Uh, you know, a $2 Horse map. Armor. Or horse armor. Horse armor is the stupidest DLC I think I've ever seen. <laughs> no, wow! I thought you guys were joking. Um, no, no, I, no. I think, we, I think we can all agree to that opinion, though. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to make DLC, make it proper DLC. Don't just add something stupid. Uh, I think adding like a whole new area of a map or dungeons, you know, like that's where it makes sense. Where they yeah. put more time into making more to adding more to the game, not just. Yeah. I want to see expansion packs. I don't want to see DLC. I'm yeah. with you. Like, I don't want to see what's what the current definition of DLC is because right. it's just I mean you're you're paying all this extra money for you know for very small amounts of of content and the problem is there are people out there that will pay it and a lot of people out there that will pay it and for a lot of times you're not going to play it and then you can't play with those people yeah. or they're going to be mad because they get stuck in maps that that they don't or that they have been playing forever because nobody else is buying them. I will say something that I like about Call of Duty to that aspect there. When they started coming up with new map packs, you could still play with friends. You just couldn't play those map packs. So yeah. it was nice that you could still at least play with those guys because yeah. I don't ever get map packs. It's I, I just don't. But a lot of my friends used to, and it's like, oh, we can't play. Well, wait, yeah, we can because we just I just won't play those maps. They'll just right. have us play only maps that I own, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it's definitely one way to do it. Yeah. You know? Everybody still gets to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, again, like I'm with Travis. You know, do do expansions, or at most, do like mini expansions, like kind of like you were getting at. Like, 
if you want to add a dungeon and a new feature and maybe a, a character class, like I'd call that a mini expansion. <laughs> I, I just want to offer up the what I think the best uh, expansion based system was in any recent game, and that was Borderlands Two. Um, I think that was absolutely perfect. The the ex- the extra areas were very robust and very in depth. They had a lot of playtime to them, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I just think they were, they were so much better than anything else has come out with expansions or DLC since probably the last decade. Damn. Yeah, I think Nintendo has also been handling DLC incredibly well. Um, look how they handled Splatoon and Splatoon Two. Mm-hmm. Um, free maps, free guns constantly that they're just redesigning and coming out with. They just give them to you. Uh, like we play arms all the time. Mm-hmm. Two new characters came out for arms. Didn't even have to ask to download. They just like, here's two new characters. Oh, cool. That's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Like there's a way to do it, you know? Sure. Yep. I will say those two both just weren't getting it. Like they, Bungie no. took the cosmetic thing way too far. For no reason, too. Like, why? Who cares if somebody unlocks it all in a week? Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, Destiny was also uh, a lot of people were up in arms uh, that I that I had heard of because their skins and everything that yeah. they had in the in the first game were permanent skins. You could equip them, and in this one, they were one time use items. Yes, yeah, I heard and that too. So, if you wanted to switch it <clears throat> button, switch it back, you had to. Get another one of those items. Yeah, you know. Which they have since. I believe they've since changed that. But still, it's they, they're they're going. They're, it's all just money grabs now. Yeah. Who would have thought that was a good idea? I don't know. That's Not terrible. Me. Oh, they literally. And I enjoyed the first Destiny. Now I don't want the second Destiny. I'm not. I'm not picking it up. I enjoyed the I first. The first one was a blast. I, I have it, but I don't really play it that much. The, the new one. Yeah. Oh really? I mean, I. I should. I mean, I I like what I've played so far, but uh, I don't know. I just get too wrapped up in other things, and the new games just don't hook me like other ones do. Unless it's Paladins. Well, Dang. yeah. I don't know what it is about that game. <laughs> I love that game. It's fun. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I mean, I kind of figured we were all on the same page there, but I was I was shocked to hear some of the things that I heard uh, throughout the community. I like. You can defend it to a point, but I'm thinking it's kind of a bad direction for gaming, especially if it keeps going this way and getting worse. Agreed. Yep. But, um, so that's that. And um, another little bit of retro news that I had, I found out uh, today that Shin Megami Tensei Liberation is a new mobile uh, title coming out in 2018. Um, I guess it's free to play from what I've heard. So obviously that would be littered with microtransactions, but again, it's mobile. I don't really care, and you're not charged an upfront fee. Um, but I did bring that up just because, again, this whole like exposure we've had to Shin Megami Tensei has had me really into the uh, the series. So um, yeah, loved it. Uh, I will be playing the crap out of this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Goodbye, battery life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But as far as I can see, it's like a um, an augmented reality, uh, you know, sort of like a Pokemon Go style game. I was about to say, so it's Pokemon Go with demons. Yeah, which works for me. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, especially especially if there's more to it than just throw Pokeballs at crap. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they actually like get the, you build a party and like, like you do in a nocturne and can fight other people like that would be pretty slick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll I thought that happens. was interesting. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. And we'll see where it goes. I love the altered alternate reality stuff they're doing. Like some of that stuff is really really neat. But um, yeah. Anybody else have any other news they want to offer up? I got nothing. <laughs> I'm on empty. All right. Then that brings us on to one of my favorite things, which is our. Retro question of the bye week. <laughs> uh, this was another one posed by Travis in our group, the save point, tiny.cc slash save point. Um, and it was actually Tra- Travis. I'll let you, I'll let you take this over. This was your question again. Okay. Uh, we're actually going to do two questions this week to kind of get everything back on track. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll do our, we'll do my question first and then we'll move on to Kyle's question. Which was uh, unfortunately not answered. I know. We'll just ask. We'll just ask that question for the next time. Do you want to do that for the next week? All right, yeah, we'll do that for the next week then. Fine. fine, be that way. I will. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So, uh, what game aside from uh, the big two being ET and Superman sixty four uh, is the worst game you've and ever Bubsy played? And Bubsy three D. And Bubsy three D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is the worst game you've ever played, and why? Um, so, we'll, we can start off with some of the community answers for this. Uh, then we'll go into hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, first, uh, first up is Josh with oh. uh, "Gone Home." Full right. stop. It was just awful. The best <laughs> thing about it was the sporadic '90s references, and the '90s sucked. Oh hey, look a cassette tape. Cool. Um, the story went nowhere. It tried uh, to be all compelling, was paper thin and transparent from the door, and the hook was about in- as interesting as an unabridged copy of Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> the the gameplay sucked. Nothing to do but wonder and remember how crappy the '90s were. Uh, like I said, it was so incredibly predictable that I guessed the hook within the first ten minutes. I stopped playing, but my fiance powered through for the for science and confirmed that I had correctly guessed nearly every aspect of the story, and that it did not get better in any capacity. There is literally nothing redeeming about this game whatsoever. By far, it's the worst video game I've ever played. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Josh did not like Gone Home. No, I don't think he did. I, uh, I'm on his side. I'm on his side on this one. I didn't enjoy it either. And I actually did. No, no, that's that's the thing with games. It's very you know kind of subjective. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. And it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't a game per se. Like it was. It was more like a story experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you had to like the '90s, and I kind of did. <laughs> and it was it was a really cool. Uh, nostalgia trip, which, you know, of course I'm pretty into just from the retro gaming aspect, but it was neat to see, uh, you know, especially if you had the PC version, because I did get it for free on Xbox and they had like all the Nintendo references removed, but like. That's so dirty. Yeah. It is, and like that was like what made the game fun was going into the, you know, your, your bedroom finding your Super Nintendo, because like you're a person, uh, characters come home from college and like your family's not at home so you're just kind of walking around and um like your super nintendo's in your room and like tucked under your dresser is a folded piece of paper that has like chun lee's moves and (laughs) and, like you know and i'm just thinking to myself like that just brought back the whole well yeah back in my day we didn't have an internet (laughs) to go look up an faq 
you know, at least when that came out originally, it was it was difficult to find. I'll just say that. <clears throat> and um, yeah, that's just funny. I actually enjoyed that one. It was very predictable. Uh, to Josh's point, you kind of knew what was going on pretty early on. But uh, yeah, it was. I guess if you if you didn't like the '90s, you would definitely not like that game. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. Um, next up, we have a uh, three-part answer from uh, from Chris. It starts off with Lord of the Rings Conquest. I'm sure there's been worse. We'll have to think on this one. Uh, then I seriously hated Force Unleashed 2 when I played it. Ugh. Uh, ending of Bionic Commando remake was awful, and I was not a fan of the crap fest that was Fear 3. Uh, but nothing I can think of worthy of the title worst ever. And then final, his final answer is anything with Final Fantasy in the title except Final Fantasy Adventure. Um, I want to give a uh, give a quick warning to Chris that we're going to have some words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, there is so much worse than Final Fantasy. Even if you're not a JRPG fan, there is so much worse than Final Fantasy. Yeah, I gotta say you, so, uh, you surprised me there, headshot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'll be pinging him on uh, on Twitter later this <laughs> evening for sure. Because uh, that's not okay. But oh um, my god, I did not get a chance to play Fear Three yet. Uh, I'm still working my way through Fear Two with the expansions. Um, I got to get back to that. But I, I've heard not good things about Fear Three. If I remember, Fear right. One was was simply amazing. Oh, Fear yeah. One was great. Yeah, the first I, Fear was fantastic. I love that game. It was that was the first game to actually scare the crap out of me. I loved when you're walking down like the hallway in the locker room. And like you know, it's just a mess, and it all just kind of goes away. I don't know. That was a that was a trippy game. I loved it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see. Go ahead, now. You're gonna. No, say I was I was just gonna say if I remember correctly, I couldn't even get Fear Three to run right. And uh, yeah, I I agree with him on Lord of the Rings Conquest. That was a sh- total crap show. Uh, it was trying to be like Battlefront with Lord of the Rings, and it failed in every single respect. <laughs> I want to play that game, like not that game in particular, but I want to play Battlefront with Lord of the Rings characters. Oh, I would love to play, and that—that that was the thing. Like when they were, you know, hyping it and getting ready to release it, like everybody thought this was going to be fantastic because who wouldn't want to play that? Yeah. And wow, they just—it was awful. That's yeah. a shame. Buggy All right, um, crap. <laughs> <clears throat> Yay, bugs. <clears throat> Sorry. That's cool. Um, Alan says, uh, a different Alan says, first one that comes to my head is Hail to the Chimp. I just want to know why that game exists. Okay. I've I, never heard of that game until I just Googled it reading the same answer. I yes, still haven't so had time I. to Google it, so uh, it's, it's that bad. Uh, looks like a mini game. Lo- yeah. It's like a, I guess like a fusion frenzy Mario Party style game with just animals that want to try to become president of the animal kingdom. Hail to the Chimp. <laughs> It's got no. a 53 on Metacritic. Oh, I have to play it. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued now myself. <laughs> I don't have to play it. <laughs> oh, come on. You're, you're not up for more shovelware? No, not right now. <laughs> not right now. Oh, well, that does All look right. pretty spectacularly bad. <laughs> um, Luke says, anyone ever played Two Worlds? It was a one yes. of the Elder Scrolls type game that really wasn't ready for launch. When it, was, when it released, it was so broken you couldn't play it to the point where if you tried walking about 10, 15% of the time, you would just get stuck on stuff or fall through the map. Supposedly, they fixed it, but it was literally unplayable for at least three months after launch. 
Supposedly it was improved months later, but there's no way I can ever go back to playing it. Um, I, I yes. agree. Yeah, the, the I will say the original was a mess um, when it released. I wound up playing it when they re-released kind of a Game of the Year edition for it. And um, it was decent, I yeah. think, with... Game of... Wait, Game of the Year edition for Two Worlds? Yeah. Really? Yeah, 99% who sure. Who the hell gave that... Who who the hell of the right mind would give that Game of the Year? They did. I think it's sold. <laughs> it's like the Steven Seagal of gaming. This is the greatest <laughs> game I've ever played. <laughs> who made it? I did. I did. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I or I don't know. Maybe it was just the fixed like gold version. Either way, um, it was it was okay. You could tell it was trying to be, you know, it was trying to be Elder Scrolls and not succeeding very much at all. It, it looks awesome as on screenshots. Mm-hmm. I've never played it, but screenshots. The game looks beautiful. Yeah, and it's a it's a good looking game. And I would say the second one was actually where it kind of made its own name for itself. I didn't play too much of it, but I played enough to where it was like I could keep playing this, you know, and then just better things came out. But it wasn't bad. The second one I remember was actually interesting. It, it yeah. kind of hooked me a little bit. But I yeah. did hear good things about the second one. But yeah, the, the first one was rough. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I, I did play that very briefly. Um, I I started the game. I got out of the tutorial area and walked out of the house that I was in, and within seven seconds died to a bear. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember, and that's because I was like, I can't do this. Like, no matter what I did, the bear just just wrecked me, and I was like, okay, that's that's good enough. I'm done. That's amazing. <laughs> Couldn't bear it. No. Oh. No. Nope. 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 Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Done. Come on. You're done. Dad joke. Oh. Dad joke. Oof. Nope. There's my. Might want to put a warning before that. Did, did you say bad joke? Dad. Dad joke. Oh. Dad joke. Dad. I, I keep. AD. I keep hearing. I keep hearing bad. I'm no, sorry. Clean. Clean your ears out. I'm I'll sorry. have to. I'll have to put a soundboard in. This is a warning. Inco- yeah. Incoming douche chill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. So uh, on to on to our answers. <coughs> that <Aww>. joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go go ahead, Travis. Right. <laughs> I'm still uh, I'm still short circuited over Kyle's crap joke. <laughs> uh, I'll be here all night. My answer to this game uh, is a PlayStation Two role playing game uh, by the name of Suganai Atonement. Uh, this game was published by Atlas, which really. really didn't make any sense to me uh, when I originally played this. The game was slow, it was clunky, and they didn't tell you how to do anything. Huh. Um, I played it when I was back in college, and I never touched it again. Uh, I'm sure I will again at some point, just because I do want to eventually play stuff and beat it. But like IGN gives it an 8.4. Wow. I don't see, I see where that. that came from. This game was terrible. Wow. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't understand it. I just to me, this game was just. Bad, just flat out bad. I'm gonna have to try it, <laughs> but I, I know I'll probably some people out there will probably give me one for 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 saying that. But I'm sorry, I just when I played it, it was just I have no good memories whatsoever of that game at That's all. That's funny. That is funny. I definitely. So I probably I probably rank it up there with like Ephemeral Fantasia, which was also a terrible one. Hmm. But uh, I don't think I played that one, or if I did, it's blocked from my memory. 
<laughs> Probably better that way. <laughs> All right, uh, Alan, you're up. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so I kind of had one answer, but then I definitely went into the one that I, I could tell is more near and dear to my heart, and that's going to be Ultima 9. Um, mm. I, and I've said it, I know I said it before in a previous cast, but the Ultima series was easily, like, my favorite, favorite series growing up. Um, I played all of them, and I had beaten all of them. And um, <clears throat> the final trilogy of the series, which is uh, Ultima 7, Part 1 and 2, 8 and 9, which was supposed to end this epic story arc of this character called the Avatar that you've basically portrayed throughout this entire series. Um, Ultima 7, Part 1, was probably one of the best PC games at the time it was ever made, like in what it offered as far as, you know, again, you want to talk open world, like you could go all around Britannia. Um, there was tons of side quests. It was one of the first games that I remember playing where the NPCs had like set schedules and like during the day, the baker would be like getting water from the well and then, you know, making dough and then actually making bread that you could then buy, you know, and this was just a single player game. Um, it was the first like, it felt like a living, breathing world. So they they had a huge high note with that that game. Then the second part came out, and that one actually was pretty bug-ridden. And um, it, this was about the point where EA had bought uh, Origin and had owned them for a while and had gotten their teeth into pretty much anything creative that was good. Um, it started with U7, with Ultima 7 Part 1, because they'd had warnings in the game that it, something was coming. Um Basically, the three objects that he had to destroy were the the sphere, the cube, and the tetrahedron, which, if anybody remembers, that that was EA's old symbol, the old Electronic Arts symbol. Um, but anyway, then, uh, so U7-2 was buggy, and then Ultima 8 was flat out, like, one of the worst Ultima games. They turned an RPG into, like, a, a crap platformer mixed with, like... Uh, they got rid of, like, ev all the story aspect that, you know, the companions that were with you. Like, none of it made sense. It was just awful. And then, supposedly, they were going to make things right with Ultima 9. They were going to let Richard Garriott have more control. And uh, it was supposed to be great. And apparently that went south within, like, a month. And so they the game had a ton of trouble development. And then by the time U9 actually came out, They'd gotten rid of so much of what they had promised, and again, you're you're not journeying with your companions who you've spent, you know, seven games with up to that point. And it kind of, like, rewrote half the history of the series. Then you throw in, it was just an utterly buggy, unplayable mess to where they actually sent out on CD to anyone that had bought a physical copy. They had sent out a patch, because again, it wasn't really easy yet to find patches on the internet for stuff like that and um it was just a horrible horrible disappointment i to this day i never actually beat it myself because i got so frustrated with it that i wound up just going on youtube one day and like what is the ending to that game and then that was <laughs> shit and then that turned out to be totally shit so it was like it, the series never really got the ending that it deserved and i'm excited to see that you know richard garriott has been working on 
uh, a game called Shroud of the Avatar for a couple of years now. But it's kind of him, I think, trying to get his his mojo back with a character that and a world that he's created that he loves. So I'm excited to see what he does with that. And maybe, just maybe, we'll get the the conclusion we deserve. <laughs> or at least the start of something new. But yeah, ugh, that game was awful. And just one of the ex- examples I had shown, um, like cities in that game were like big. They were really big. Like there was tons of buildings you could go into, and everything had its own character and was slightly different. But uh, yeah, most of them either disappeared or were shrunk down to two two houses and a fountain. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty miserable. Oh, it was horrible. I just look at I'm looking at screenshots right now, and I'm just like shaking my fist. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, that was mine. What about you, Kyle? Uh, I'm going to start out by saying I don't think E.T. Is, should be on the list of worst games. I think that's more of a populist opinion. <laughs> I have it for the Atari, and I pick it up and play it every now and then. I really don't hate the game. Yeah, it's not that bad. I think it was just one of those that suffered a hype machine, one of the earliest hype machines in the video game industry. Yeah, I think I think it gets, it gets crapped on. There's far worse games than E.T. Custer's uh, Revenge. Yeah, <laughs> Superman sixty four. I will agree with that. That game was pretty oh, bad. It was terrible. Um, but I think mine would have to be uh, Checkered Flag for the Jag. Um, as much as I love the system, it does have some pretty craftastic games, and uh, that's one of them. I picked it up cheap, a box copy. Some dude was practically giving it away, and I was like, <laughs> eh, "It can't be that bad." And uh, <laughs> it's bad. It's it's impossible. It's <laughs> It's impossible to control your car. I mean, it's like you try to feather a turn, and like next thing you know, you're driving straight to the right into the to the uh, cliff that's right next to you. Uh, the controls just break the game. Graphically, it's not terrible, but the frame rate and the controls, I can't even play it. Oof. Um, and I think if there's a game, a, a game, if your game is so unplayable, especially a racing game where you can't have the controls right, it's just it shouldn't exist. It's crap. I'm with you. I mean, there's no deep story that I hate. There's nothing like, <laughs> nothing crazy. It's just a simple racing game, but I just think the fact that it was a simple racing game and they screwed it up <laughs> uh, probably makes it one of my, my most hated games. And I'm staring at it in the box right now, just like flipping it off. <laughs> That's amazing. That's... Yeah, I was going to go with, did you guys ever hear of Trevor McFur in, hold on a second, Crescent Galaxy? That sounds, no. that sounds like a Bubsy spinoff. So it's another awesome Jaguar game that's a shooter, and I was gonna pick this one because it's a it's a horizontal shooter, and the graphically it's not terrible, but everything like when you shoot, it's just like makes these little pop noises, and it's real cheap. And it was almost that game just because of how shallow it was and how just kind of a crappy shooter, but it's a playable game. So I had to go with Checkered Flag. All right. I'll take that, man. I, I don't yeah. think I could play something like that. Oh, if you guys ever come over, you'll have to check it out just so you know what I'm talking about. I'll definitely try, as long as there's beer yeah. involved. <laughs> of course. There's <laughs> oh, beer involved here. That's awesome. <clears throat> well, that will bring us to our game club, the save point and the games that we're currently playing. Um, if you guys want to join us on the save point, uh, come reach us at tiny.cc slash save point. It's a book club for games, so to speak, where we have a short play uh, that'll last two weeks and a long play that lasts the month. Uh, 
And um, we're going to be changing the format on the short play, so I'm actually going to let Kyle explain that. Um, yeah, so I think if, if our listeners are just new to joining the site, how we're going to – and then the people who are already on there. So how, we used to have a poll where people would pick games after I throw out some kind of a theme for every two weeks. Um, we wouldn't really get a lot of votes, and the votes that we were getting would only be like – it would split it almost 50-50. <laughs> so I think what we're going to do now is <clears> – <throat> I'd like to get listeners and people from the sites just give us suggestions on on games. And uh, it can be preferably games you haven't played or that you haven't checked out in a while. Um, not something that's like a Mario or, you know, like a top-tier game that we've all played thousands of times. And uh, what I'd like to do is put it in some kind of a database and just have like a random number. And we can just randomly generate it every two weeks. Um Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what my thoughts are. And if and if we're like short some weeks, maybe like you know the three one of the three of us will pick a game for that. that yeah, play. I'm fine with that. And then we'll have the discussion on on here and then uh, on the Facebook page as well. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. So, and then we'll just we'll pick the game on here. It'll be done more focused on here than the <laughs> site, but then we can still discuss it and let people know what we're playing on the site. Yeah, I like the idea of picking it on here too. Mm-hmm. And gives people another reason to listen so they can hear what we picked. I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll put it in the post, but... Yep, so after we talk about the two games um, that we're doing now, I will let everybody know what the next short play is going to be. Okay. <laughs> that brings cool. us... I like the idea. I think that's great. But uh, that brings us to our short play. Travis, <laughs> I'd yep. love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> um... Our short play is Navy Seals for the yeah, Game Boy. Na- Na- Navy Seals for the Game Boy, and uh, my my thoughts are uh, it's a really, really, really bad version of Rolling Thunder. Yes, uh, Rolling Thunder was a fantastic game. Navy Seals is not. Uh, it's one hit, even if you know if it's you touch them at all, you touch an enemy, you die. Uh, dying takes you. Uh, the, the the checkpoints like aren't too bad, so if you die, you don't go back too far. But uh, it's kind of slow, very non-good gameplay. It's just boring. Just and cheap. It's, it, and it's not. I mean, it's not terribly difficult if you're if you're paying attention. It's just it's boring. Yeah, it didn't really hook me, and uh, I just thought it was overly cheap. Well, yeah, there are there are like Kid Chameleon style. Hey, uh, there's spikes here, but you don't know that <laughs> kind of deaths, uh, which always suck. But eh, I don't, I don't know. I I I didn't find it that interesting to want to keep playing it. No, so I gave it a half hour. <laughs> yeah, and I was pretty much done with it. I was like, oh, I see what this is. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in agreement with both of you. Uh, not a great game. Um, Controls weren't bad. Music kind of looped and was annoying, but uh, that's pretty much all Game Boy though. But the cheap, the cheap death got, uh, that frustrated me. You jump up on a platform and then the ceiling was falling on you. Yeah. How are you supposed to know that's going to happen? Yeah, that's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least we made up for a very bad short play with a very good long play. And I would just say my input's the same on that one. It was cheap. And uh, I just, like I said, I gave it a half hour, and that was it. It was a very short play for me. <laughs> I'd give it a two out of five. I would give it a one. <laughs> wow. i give it a seven out of 30. <laughs> oh, aren't we fancy? <laughs> um, 
But uh, that will bring us to our long play, actually. And this was a, a recommendation by Travis. Um, and that would be Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne for the PS2. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'll just start and say, man, this is like, I thought Clock Tower was my favorite so far of anything we picked. Like, I am hooked on this game. Um, I played maybe seven, eight hours on it, so it's not much, but I'm, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Like, I just love the, the demon recruitment aspect of it. I love the challenge of it. Uh, I love the plot. It is so messed up. <laughs> um, sure is. It's fantastic, though. Like, it, it's just, it's an interesting world. The characters are really cool. The art is beautiful, at least in my opinion. I think that it's a nice-looking game, um, with the characters especially. But um, it's it's insanely fun. Good music, too. I like the guitars. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll agree. Um, music's perfect. Right before a fight, you get that metal riff. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, just like the metal. I just... uh. It's cool. I didn't get as far as into it because I knew a physical copy was coming, and I didn't want to stream too much and then not have it a you know a physical copy. I'd have to start over. So um, I'm going to be diving into it though for sure. What I did play, I did I did enjoy very much. Yeah, it's like I said earlier. It, it, it was enough for me to say, "Holy crap! I've got to play the rest of the series." Like just based on this alone. Like how did I miss this? But uh, yeah, it was your your recommend, Travis. So I'd, I'd actually love to hear your thoughts yeah. on this. But yeah, this was awesome so far. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely my favorite so far that we've played for the game club, and uh, I'm I'm having a lot of fun playing through it. There's there's been some times where um, I've been kind of annoyed with some of the some of the enemies, um, some of them, but. There's always a, there's always the right way to beat something. Yep. It's never just hey this guy is just way too hard. No, you just got to kind of switch up your your party and make sure you're putting the right kind of characters in there. Yep, you, you know, have to exploit weaknesses. weaknesses. Yep. Um, and even if you're not doing weaknesses, at least play to you know play to their strengths. Yeah. So if something's casting um, lightning spells, make sure you don't have anybody that's weak to lightning in your party. Or, you know, if they're if they've got physical, you know, a lot of physical damage, make sure you're putting something in there that voids physical. Uh, so it's definitely there's, a strategic element for sure. Absolutely, yeah. It's not just pummel things until they're dead. You know, there's there's definitely a lot you got to think about. So it's and it's it's cool and the story is really cool. Um, the character design I really enjoy. Uh, although their eyes are really freaking huge, but that's okay. Notice that. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. It's different, so I like that. Yeah. And uh, it does feature Dante from Devil's, Devil May Cry. Yes. Who uh, who beat the crap out of me once, but then I got the better of him the next time I fought him. <laughs> Fear my high fairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, I, and I like the uh, I like that some of them some of your demons evolve. I was at about times, to say, yeah, I which is that. nice. Yeah, and the some of them, and there's there's actually an item you can get that tells you uh, that when you use it, you pick your demon, and it tells you if it will evolve or not, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool! I gotta make sure I get that then. Yeah, I think you can pick it up in the uh, the underpass. Okay. When when you get to the mannequins. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much there, so I gotta make sure I grab it. Yep, there's uh, – just go to the shop there and you can pick up some of them. That is – I'm telling you, like, 
<laughs> I love the character design, and I've been leveling that that pixie that joined you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it's like she just gets skankier with every evolution, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. But um, yeah. So I mean, that was that was a home run, dude. And like I said, if um, please anybody listening that hasn't yet come come hang out on the save point at uh, tiny.cc/savepoint. It is a really good group, and it gets a little quiet at times, but there's a good core of us that are talking pretty often, and um, uh, we got one of the everyday gamers hangs out with us pretty regularly on there. Um, it's just, it's a great group, and I think we, we have a lot of room to grow, so we want to have people join us and get involved, and uh, it'll just make it that much more fun. Um, so check it out. Yeah, it's good stuff. But um, yeah, so that kind of will bring us to the end of our our seventh episode here. Well, wait, we got a the game that we're gonna play for the next oh, short play. Yes, my bad, my bad. No, that's okay. Um, so it's gonna be uh, Golgo thirteen, Golgo thirteen, Ooh, which nice. is the, a based the Bethlehem conspiracy. Yeah, based <laughs> off the uh, Japanese manga. Uh, so uh, I have never really got to dive into this one, but I hear good things. So. I I feel I like check it out. I remember writing this one when we lived in our old house when I lived with my, with my parents, like probably like very early nineties. And I don't have a lot of memories of, but I do remember it being a very deep game. Like it was very um, involved. Like there's a story to it. There's a lot of like there's action sequences. It was one of those games I think that was doing a lot on the medium that it had. So I'm looking forward to playing it again. I do remember enjoying it, but I'm not going to give that too much credence because I swear I remembered enjoying Fester's quest. And I don't know how the hell that was even possible. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, uh, to giving that a spin, man. For sure. Cool. Good choice. Absolutely. But with that said, that will actually bring us to uh, the conclusion of our uh, seventh episode, and um, I just want to check real quick: Are you guys doing anything with extra life, or is there anything that uh, you want to push out there before we just do some shoutouts? I'm just gonna say, if you guys haven't already seen it, go see Coco. You, I saw you post about that earlier. I'm gathering it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a Pixar movie. Um, Coco, it's probably my favorite Pixar movie to date. Really? Yeah, you guys like that kind of stuff. I thought it was great. Is it one for the kids? Like, can we bring the yep. kids? Yep. We took both. We took both of our kids. I mean, they're skeletons because it's all about the Day of the Dead. Oh my but god, Amber not, would love that. She has. Not, like, she loves the sugar skulls and stuff. Yep. Um, that's pretty much all you see in the movie because it's it's cartoony. It's not scary oh. at all. The, the kids had a really nice time. So, I may have already seen it the first time when it was called The Book of Life. <laughs> oh, that's right. They did do a movie like. Yeah, but who did that movie? Uh, was it DreamWorks? I, I I thought it was awesome though. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to check. Oh it out. yeah, they did do something very similar. Um, I, I don't I don't recall. I don't know if it's exactly the same. I just know I, I as soon as I saw the the preview for Coco, it immediately made me thought of the book. Think the of the first book thing of you thought of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought Coco was an excellent movie. So if this is anything like anything like that, I'd be interested to see this as well. Uh, book of awesome. Life is uh, from Real Effects Creative Studios. So, hmm. I have to check it out. Channing Tatum's in it. Oh, oh sold. I'm all and in. Ice Cube. Oh, oh. And Ron, sold. Ron Perlman. 
So Oof, just actually, stop. Just stop. Actually, no, it's actually a really decent tight. cast. <laughs> it's a really decent cast. Boy, am I glad you guys talked over that line. <laughs> no, I heard it. I'm sure everybody else will. Damn it to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But, um, all right. Well, damn, we're going to have to go see Coco. I think I love that. She's very much into the, the Day of the Dead, the Sugar Skulls and all that. So it's cool. It's something that we can bring the kids to. But, um, yeah, so that will bring us to the end of this. And, um... Again, if you want to hang out with us, what? What? You just cut out on our feed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not this again. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be fine on yours because you're recording it. So. Oh, that's true too. But um. So yeah, come hang out with us on the on the save point at tiny.cc/savepoint. Uh, you can email us if you have any comments or questions at theretrorents at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at theretrorents. Uh, if you want to chat with me directly on Twitter, I'm at RetroRentsAl. Um, Kyle, I believe you're uh, at RetroRentsKyle now, or is there an understanding? I don't know. You you're, you yes. probably know it better than it's I do. RetroRentsKyle. you got to get on there, man. <laughs> no everybody, underscore. Everybody hangs out on the bathroom wall of the internet. <laughs> and then you can reach Travis at TXP Soda Bread. Yep. And uh, keep an ear tuned on the ground as far as that. Uh, we're working travis is working diligently on kind of a side project uh, for charity called team x potion uh, we'll, we'll definitely give more details to that uh, in the near future but um travis is always is always thinking of everybody else so i'm excited to be a part of it and uh, see what we can do to help others and any anything yeah <laughs> anything else you guys want to do before we do the final thought here uh, nope. No, I'm good. Alright, then I'll just end this with something to chew on for all you game developers out there. Just remember, microtransactions should be an enhancement, not a goddamn requirement. How's that for an ender? Made more sense than last one. I was going to say, better than the demon comment, no offense. I liked the demon comment. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great end, though. You just go, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, everybody, for coming out and uh, giving us a listen. Please uh, share, you know, when we post the link, share the link. Give us a review, especially on uh, iTunes or Google Play. And uh, tell your friends. Come hang out with us in the Save Point. Spread the podcast around, and uh, we'll catch you guys on our next episode. Cool. Bye. Later. Later, everybody. Ha, 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 ha.